Hey everybody, oh, this yes. is Hey Anthony coming to you with another episode of the Karate Chronicles. And I am here with my dad and my uncle as part four of the Legacy Edition continues. And this is going to be good because there's going to be some twisted geese and draws and everything. So, okay. Now, I have to say that as a Kempo stylist, I've stuck to the idea of Kempo because for me it's a legacy. It's what I was taught. It's what I want to teach. And it's what I do teach. Now, there are so many branches of the Kempo family because of all the ego and the greed and all this kind of stuff. Everybody wants to be the heir apparent to the Parker throne. Now, we got the... United Studios of Self-Defense and the Castros and the Ciceros and all these people, the Gaylords, the Tracys. No disrespect to them. But on a certain Kempo site, which shall remain nameless, no, it's not KempoTalk.com, people get all bent out of shape because I disagree with their interpretation of Kempo and how it's taught. So for the sake of ruffling all feathers and twisting up all the draws, how would you guys describe Kempo as you learned it as opposed to what it is now? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I, I, the the way we, the way Freddie and our instructor define Kempo is that Kempo is without borders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the situation will define or describe or tell you what to do. Not a certain technique. If you have to break a technique off in uh, in half in the middle of doing it, fine. Mm-hmm. The whole idea is about practicality and efficiency. You're in a street fight, you don't have time to, to oh, see, what did Sensei say about that technique? How do you do this? How do you do that? No, 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 no. You don't have time to think about that. You only have time to do. That's why uh, uh, you, don't, you don't think. You just carry out what you need to do because the situation will tell you what to do. Yes, and another thing that our uh, coach taught us too, uh, if tradition hinder progress, you got to change the tradition. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. To make it something that will work for you. Exactly. There's no yeah. place for tradition in the street. <clears throat> yeah, because like with us, we got the basic fundamentals, you know what I mean? Because uh, you don't get a beginner in there and then you try to have him, uh, let's say, slip a punch and you don't even know how to block. You know, <laughs> right. you're, you're yeah. going to eat yeah. a lot of hip. Yeah. So once they got the foundation and stuff like that, then, okay, how would you do this? Once we get a certain, you know, we got up, you know, start taking a while, then, you know, we're um, the same technique, but he had his interpretation and I had mine. Mm-hmm. So what would work for us? And that's what people got to realize. Because, see, that's, I've heard from some of the, um, I'll say, um, popular uh, Ed Parker black belts and stuff, and they'll say that people don't understand Kempo because what, what the, the basic idea was there was a set of techniques that were supposed to be base techniques. Like if someone grabbed you by the neck or whatever, you did five swords, and that was kind of a base idea. But people started teaching that base idea as the technique itself. like, And I was telling people, well, the problem is your base model doesn't work. Right. So they're teaching right. these things where it's like, great, if I'm fighting a one-armed man, this is right. fantastic, right. you know? Right. But my argument was, <clears throat> why would you teach a base model technique that doesn't work? Mm-hmm. Because boxers don't teach people how to not jab so they can learn how to jab later. Mm-hmm. It's like, this may not be the only way, mm-hmm. but at least this way works so that you can work some semblance of this model if you ever needed to, if you haven't had a chance to learn option two yet. Right. But people were telling me I didn't know Kempo, and they have all these terms, you know, 
point of origin for the hands. You know, bring your hands out and back and marriage of gravity and height, width, and depth manipulation. And I, and I tell them, you have black belts and martial arts vocabulary. I, I've never seen you or your students work these techniques against someone who wasn't standing there and getting wailed on for yeah. a demonstration. Yeah. <clears throat> I think there's uh, too much yak about what Kempo is. <clears throat> you have to, if you're not training, if all you're doing is talking mm -hmm. about what it is, then you'll never know what it is. Train and you'll know <laughs> what it is. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, if you, let's say, do a technique that we learn called kimono grab A. All right. Well, what happens if the guy's arms are in close, pulls mm -hmm. you in close? Well, then you have to adapt and do something different, mm -hmm. you know? And rather than say, oh, God, i got to do this technique because that's the way I was taught. And the guy's arms are close in rather than being straight out like this. Well, how does a person grab you? Does anyone grab you straight arms out like that? No, some people grab you and pull you in like this. Right. You know? So you have to adapt to that situation as right. it happens. And and that's the efficiency, the efficiency of Kempo, and that is our version. Mm -hmm. That's our version of right. how it should be done. We don't care about what other people do. You know, do your thing. But this is how we do it. I tell people that and and their their uh their answer for lack of a better word is, well, that's because you don't understand what Ed Parker taught. And I'm like, I'm not an Ed Parker guy for no. starters. And two, I'd never seen no. Ed Parker defend himself or do any techniques that weren't of a demonstration variety. And I don't know anybody who was a straight white to black Ed Parker guy that I consider to be any good anyway. I mean, Jeff mm -hmm. Speakman was popular. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to him. I don't know him. But now he's doing kind of this Kempo 5.0 thing, which is nothing but mixed martial arts negi. Like, yeah, yeah. like Kempo doesn't have guard sweeps and arm locks from the guard. It didn't. You know, he's, he's just basically teaching mixed martial arts with the gi and calling it Kempo. I mean, you know, do what you do. But I would tell these guys, this is what I was taught. What I was taught. And then they said, who taught you that? And then I told them, they're like, oh, well, damn. <laughs> That's your dad's uncle? Yep. Yeah. I've been winning my dad can beat up your dad competition for decades now. It's fantastic. Yeah. But, you know, it's weird because his argument, he goes, well, I mean, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I know your dad is right. I'm like, wait a minute. You can't have rotten fruit coming from a healthy tree. Right. Either right. you disagree right. with him or you have to agree with me or the other way around, but it can't be both. Right. right. And so this whole thing about Kempo is... There was like a commercial version, mm -hmm. and then there was what certain students learned, and there's another version, and then nobody could agree on what was the authentic mm -hmm. stuff, and now Kempo's a mess, and nobody respects it. And well, they shouldn't, really, because you see these cats walking around yeah. here looking like they ate Jenny Craig. It's like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah, well, you know, I, I again, I say people should be training rather than uh, talking about <laughs> what Kempo is. And, and, and again, the idea is not to compete with the next guy down the, down the street uh, as long as you are teaching people how to defend themselves in a practical mm -hmm. and realistic manner. Yeah. <clears throat> this is not TV stuff. This is not TV. You're in a situation where you have to save your life or the life of your child or your parents or whomever. <laughs> but you can't do that uh, being impractical. You have to be realistic. You have to be thorough. And you have to be effective. And you have to, and so you have to step out of, step out of that box of tradition. You have to cross the line of tradition and get into 
the, uh, into uh, practicality. Yeah, another thing too, how many people been in a street fight or saw a street fight? And exactly. All that? Mm -hmm. uh, because sometimes I see tech, seen technique and say, wow, who would try that in the street or they're suicidal? <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, do yeah. they have a death, death risk? So uh, by us being streetwise, you know, it also helped out. For some right. people, uh, they're not streetwise. At all. At all. At all. At all. If you at look all. at some of the techniques that they're taught, and uh, there's a YouTube channel called Casa de Kempo, and there's two guys that are Parker Black Belts. Nice guys. You know, they 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 show what they were taught. And it's always like, the guy grabs you, you hit him once, and then you, you cover out. It's like, if you're giving up 60 pounds, one hit ain't going to do it. Mm. Or some, you know, 120-pound lady's not going to hit a Samoan in the chest and be like, got him. Yeah. 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 It's like, they stop so short that they don't even have built into the model the idea of, well, they're bigger than you. They're stronger mm -hmm. than you. They're mm -hmm. heavier than you. They don't even put that in the model. They go, if you do this, he'll do that, and then you can do this. And you no. see the, mm -hmm. the guy cooperating with the self-defense right. technique. Yeah. And it's and, like, and nobody's going to cooperate with their own demise. And so you should need, you have to remember the, the, the situation that takes place. This person or persons are trying to take your life. Okay, so you don't have time for idealism. Okay, uh, right. Kempo or any martial art, I believe, should not be taught under idealistic uh, measures. You, you're, you potentially you have you may have to take this person's life mm -hmm. or harm this person seriously. Mm -hmm. That requires a certain mindset. Okay, you can't you can't do that uh, and thinking about well, what am I going to cook for dinner this evening? No, your focus is on defending yourself and convincing this person that it was a bad idea to mess with you. That's what you want to do. They literally teach with something called the ideal phase of a technique. If all goes perfectly right. Well, here's what Coach did to us too. You know, once we had good basic, and he had us say, okay. Grab them anyway. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You come with a punch or anything. Mm -hmm. So then we had to react. Uh -huh. And, you know, and we don't just did one hit. We exploded. We threw combination strikes. Mm -hmm. Right, and right. for me, a, probably a guy probably on his way down, you know, unconscious before <laughs> he hit the ground. But I don't know that. But I have to explode. Right, you know, right, and, right. And, you know, and it, it builds up the reaction. Oh, he grabbed right. me this way. Bam, there's right. the they are. Right. I'm moving the guy and I'm going right after the guy. Right. right. They don't teach that. Like people say, I hear people say, well, if you're a martial artist, you're supposed to let them swing first. I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. I where you live. That's crazy. Well, here, here, he asked him to get dead. No. <laughs> but, but here's the Chinese theory. Before he moves, I am there. Yes. Meaning that, you know, if I have to strike first, I would. So let's say if I'm at a party or a restaurant or somewhere and uh, this guy's a loud mouth and I'm trying to avoid everything and I'm leaving because to avoid trouble and I go to my car. But this guy's following me to my car. Yes. I know he's not uh, going to the car to wish me a good day. Right. <laughs> so all of a sudden he's coming right too close to me and I feel threatened. I'm going to strike first. Exactly. If not, okay. Well, I got away from the throw that punch. No, it was already, uh, you know, 
established that he's there to do me bodily harm. Yeah. So I nip it right in the bud, right exactly. there. Exactly. You have to use your 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 uh, your primal instincts mm-hmm. and some common sense too. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's a thing. You know? <laughs> but it's really funny that people have this weird notion that um, you have to let the person attack first or let them. I told this guy once. I said, "You don't understand." I said, "If you go into a confrontation, you have to be mentally prepared to take that person's life." Exactly. And then, as you need, or as it becomes apparent that that's not necessary, you ramp down just mm-hmm. to from kill to beat down, mm-hmm. <laughs> or from beat mm-hmm. down to one good kick in the groin, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know, evasive footwork, or running, or something like that. Yeah. I said it's near impossible to go from I'm going to beat this guy up and realize he wants to kill you. It's right. almost impossible yeah. to ramp up from beat up to kill. Right. If you you right. have to start a kill and work right. down, not start it punching the face and feel good exactly. and work upward toward yeah. kill. Well, I remember watching Kung Fu and I always remember this because, <coughs> uh, you know, it's just like somebody grabbed me, I don't have to kill them, you know, because, uh, uh, who is that, Y. Chang Kang, Kung Chang Fu, mm-hmm. like, you know, he was talking, to, I like the blind guy. Oh, we, oh yeah, the blind man, he was the best. Master Poe, yeah, he didn't mess around. <laughs> and he was talking to me, he said, listen here, if it's possible, avoid a confrontation at all costs, if possible. But if a confrontation take place, hurt before you maim. Maim before you kill, because all life is precious. Once you take it away, you can't give it back. That's right. So it's That's not right. like right. you try to kill the guy right away. You know right. what I mean? You know, you, <laughs> you know, do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I just said the mindset of it, knowing that you may have to. Like, I oh, think yeah. a lot of people can have been badly hurt before they realize it's a life and death fight. Yeah. And at that point, they're already at a severe disadvantage. So right, they're hurt right. already. You know? Yeah, right from the beginning, it's a life and death. It's a potentially life mm-hmm. and death situation. So as it escalates, you have to de- uh, 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 decide on what it takes to put it into the situation. Exactly. You right. Know, do, do I have to bust them in the chops? Do I have to kick them in the groin? Do I have to break a leg? Or do I have to outright kill him? You know, so those are things that we have to think about. It's something that you don't want to. But again, the person puts you in the position to do them harm. Yeah. Right. Not not like something you want to do, but they put you in that position. Mm -hmm. You're not signing up to harm them, but. Exactly. So, so yeah. what you have to do is teach them something that their mama should have taught them. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> Don't start now, won't be there. Don't start now, won't be there. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's, I mean, that's, from what I understand, when I used to hear people from your generation talk about Kempo, it was fierce and it was ferocious. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, man, all you got to do is rake eyes and kick growing. Just like, show you right. Because you know? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> even in the contest, you see him palming and raking. Yeah, and yeah. Right. It's like, he's down, man. Right. Right. He's yeah. cool. Let it yeah. stop. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like, it's gone that total opposite where people are um, over daring. Not over daring, but they assume too much about how much damage they can do with their techniques. Mm-hmm. The, the more <laughs> simple it is, the better it is. If you can land a, a, a left jab and a right uppercut and a left hook, if that's all it takes, great. You know, if it takes a side kick into the leg mm-hmm. to, to break a knee, if that's all it takes, great. But I th- it takes a certain amount of humanity to say, okay, this guy's done, he's had it, I'm going to leave him alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm right. not saying you knock him down and he's going to get a running dive on his face right. and feet. You know, it's like right. I'm not saying that at all, right. but... Right. Or take the corpse and throw it out in front of the glass, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't dead, he's dead twice. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna kill this dude twice. <laughs> but you know, in like I said, I, I remember they used to say Kempo was an art of overkill. And I heard a woman say when she was Hawaiian, 
<clears throat> and the guy said, I do Kempo. And she said, oh, you guys do Hawaiian street fighting. I said, what? But, the, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. like pretty well, much. Uh, Not so much the Hawaiian part, but street fighting for yeah. sure. And I think that yeah. that's when people talk about self-defense instead of <clears throat> matches, that they forget that that part has to be a component of right, it. Right, right. Especially right. with these Kempo guys. I call it slap fighting, you know. And they mm-hmm. got there. A guy grabs him once. Now you hear his... You know, they hit him 25 times. Oh like, God. if I had hit someone 30 times, it's going to be six times and me well, running for my no, life. It's yeah. like, that, that, that. Yeah. I thought you were somebody else, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have made a mistake here, sir. I'm yeah. sorry. All that stuff is 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 to impress uh, the, the layman. The, the layman, mm-hmm. you know, because they don't know what's going on. Right. Uh, if you look at a sparring match, you see a guy throw maybe... Th- Three uh, three techniques, maybe a back fist, roundhouse kick, and a punch. That's the same way you want to do in the street. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. You're done. You don't have to go through all the trying to hit the guy 25. If you have to hit the guy 25, 30 times, uh, you might want to just leave him the hell alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's some weights or do something. Yeah. Something's good. Something ain't right I here. I <laughs> Do something constructive. <laughs> Let a yodel do something. This, yeah. But that's, I mean, it's, and I think, again, as a, as a, as a breakdown in training, that's probably a part of it because, like you were saying before, <clears throat> Uncle, that um, people take hand strikes to the throat away. Or mm-hmm. I was just doing a, a short demonstration where someone grabs you by the neck with two hands, mm-hmm. and I was calling, you know, I'd say, you peel the hands away, go straight in the eyes with the spirit hand. And people were like, that's vicious. I go, the man's not trying to massage you. He's trying to massage you to death. He's yeah. got his hands yeah. in your neck. Yeah. You know? he he's, he's choking you. Exactly. Yeah, he was choking. It's, yeah. like, this is, and it's not even choking. It's throttling someone. Like yeah. a choke like in judo is you know, cutting off the blood of the brain. I go, yeah. someone's got their yeah. thumbs yeah. in your larynx. That's yeah. a yeah. whole different yeah. Yeah. something. You know, yeah. so yeah. you know, I, I think people, I think they want to cut that part out because they feel like it makes them less human or makes them some kind of savage or something or I tell people all the time, I'm pretty good at this whole fighting deal, but if I got her back and you don't, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hear batter up and that'll yeah, be it. Batter up. <laughs> That's, That's, <laughs> and I think people think that that makes you less human or it takes well, away from humanity or something like well, that. Well, if I'm going somewhere and somebody's drunk and why are you and he threw a punch at me and he could barely stand up. I'll probably duck, let him let swing, him miss. and he fall on the ground. And yeah. I was okay, good, you know. So yeah. I wouldn't have to take it that far. Yeah. So the thing is, you just uh, go far as you have to go. Yeah, I think some people only think to go as far as beat up, like because that's something that they can easily digest. You right. know, it's like right. beat him up. That's it. It's like, well, what if he's high in PCP, doesn't feel pain, and he has a weapon? Yeah. He got to oh, go. You know, yeah. <laughs> or, or what if that person? Is uh, uh, under the influence of drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm saying. Because, Some people you know, don't feel pain. A, a kick in the groin is not gonna mm-hmm. may not do it. You know, I think there are times when you know, you know, either you have to kick, you have to punch, or you have to throw. So right. you have to utilize either one of those techniques. Mm-hmm. Now, you take a person who who's under the influence of drugs, they may not feel a punch at the jaw. Right. You know, they may not feel a kick to the leg. You know, so you have to find something else to do. That's why I we believe that you, you try to talk your way out of it. And, and a person like that, you can't talk your way out of it. Well, they put you in a position to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know? There's this guy's name was Tom Larkin. Ironically, I saw <clears throat> he was like some military guy. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, 
violence is rarely the answer, but when it is, it's the only answer. And mm-hmm. I thought that was like, I don't, He's think, right. He's I don't right. think there's anything better said than He's that. Right. It's like He's 99% right. of the time, violence is not the answer. But that 1%, that you go one, all in. You go all in. If you have to be violent, then be violent. Yeah, so you know? if a guy's doing drugs and stuff like that, you better, bam, you better hit, and then, you know. Uh, you go know, for the eyes, go for the put some thumbs and some eyes, yeah. and rip some noses and People ears. People don't even want everything. to think about that. Yeah. They think it makes them somehow oh, no, less. No, 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 no. So if he's hyped up on drugs and he can't really see you, well, guess uh-huh. what? Right. No threat anymore. Right. People love samurai movies where they were absolute stone cold killers, but then the idea of them having to act in the same way, they get all weird about that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't want to do that. It's like, well, nobody wants to do that, but that works. You know, uh, I think these days, uh, we have this idea of candy karate, what I call candy karate. <laughs> you know, let's be realistic. The person is trying to hurt you. The person is trying to hurt your child or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. You have to be vicious and violent. There are times when you can't just talk to them. Oh, don't do that, please. <laughs> you think they're going to listen? No, no, not at all. No, they're not going to listen to you because you have something that they or they have something that you want. And they're going to take it take from, it from you. you. Yep. So you have to convince them that they cannot have it <laughs> or that convince them that it comes with a beatdown. You know? Yeah. There's yeah. a cost. There's yeah, a cost. that's right. There's a cost for everything uh, you do. That's the way I loined Kempo. <laughs> <laughs> I right, well, let's stop that uh, right there. Uh, everybody check me out at martialartsoakland.com. And by far the most important thing, please be kind to yourselves and each other.